everyone. Uh, this is Kate in the podcast In Between Naps. Um, so this week we will be talking about a subject that isn't talked about often. Uh, more people have it than you think and uh, it's not fun. So having the whole birthing experience and going through all of that and then you get home and it's just it's not what you expected because you you've never done this before but also your hormones are playing against you so it kind of feels like the worst pms that you've ever had in your whole life um and so i was having a hard time and i think most moms have a hard time when you first get home because it's very intense and as you know i was breastfeeding so i was up all the damn time and the lack of sleep in, you know, now being like the direct um, support for another human still um, is a lot. It was, now I have to preface this, that it is the most magical and amazing thing I've ever done. However, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm an only child. I've never really had to worry about other people. And becoming a mother to Jude was very natural to me. Um, I really, you know, the love for him obviously was instant and intense. And I went into like total mama bear mode where it was like, no, this is mine. We're figuring this out together. And, you know, I'm there for this child. I'm the mom. Like, it's, it's intense. However, there were a few things that started to show that like, you know, we're, we're causing issues with not my relationship with Jude, but my relationship with Nima. And I was just really angry. And, you know, I, I kept trying to pull myself together and I have very bad PMS anyway. I never expected myself to get postpartum and I don't say postpartum depression because um, that is what it's called and there's postpartum anxiety and um, depression and it, it, I feel like each each time I've talked to a mom that has it or had it um, they have different different symptoms so when you put the postpartum depression on it, I feel like everybody kind of gets this terrible idea that like you're not bonding with your child or you have some ill feelings towards your child. And that's not always the case. So um, my all of my feelings towards Jude were were love. And, you know, I always made sure he was clean and you know, it did everything I could for him, even though he was on the fussier side of, of children. He was not the easiest one. Um, but my thing was, is I was trying to figure this out so deeply. Um, and really, there's no right answer with infants. If you're just trying to, you know, feed them and love them and make sure they're changed and clean and you know there's really nothing else you can do and they still may cry and 
you know, fuss and be gassy. And, you know, there's lots of things that are like out of your control. But I was starting to get really angry about little things. So specifically, there's a few situations and I am going to share them even though they're embarrassing and not my best light and anything like that. But I was lucky enough to have a friend, um, Sam Kendall, who has an episode that you should totally go listen to. She's a wonderful mom. And she actually, if she didn't share her story with me, I don't think I would have ever truly known what was happening and had the right avenue to go down. So although I don't love these stories, I am going to share them because I think we all have a a false idea of what postpartum is and maybe we can kind of openly discuss it. So here goes nothing. So I started to really know that something was off when, you know, I'm, I'm naturally very happy-go-lucky. Um, even if I get sad or upset or anything, it lasts like no time. And then I'm like on to the next, I bounce back really fast. Thank God. And I just was so pissed at Nima. So we had a friend come over and I was having a hard time with letting family over. Um, My mom and dad came for the birth. My dad left like two days after. And then my mom, she left like a week after the birth because at that point I wasn't struggling with it. Um, And so she was like, oh, great. She's doing awesome. And I'm going to go. I'm going to. She knew me. She knows me that you know, I can do it on my own. I'm an independent woman. So I was struggling after that, um, like a a slight power struggle with Nima's family and the differences of culture when it came in, in relationship to Jude. Um, but I did like having our friend, our best friend, Sam, not Sam Kendall, different Sam, boy Sam, come over and, you know, come see Jude and and me. It was just nice to have, like, some sort of familiarity going on with life because he would, he came over all the time. So, um, Nima and I would obviously switch off between having Jude, um, and, it was early, maybe like two months. And the first three months are rugged. So Nima had Jude in the room. And, you know, at that point we had to, you know, rock him to sleep. And then he would sleep in our arms. So we had him in the room and we would switch back and forth. So like I would hang out with Sam for a little bit. And then once Jude was losing it too much for Dima, I would go in and we would switch. So I don't even remember, honestly, what pissed me off. But Nima had Jude and he was in 
the nursery and I, Nima got, said something and it was, Sam was still in the living room and I was in the nursery alone with, with Nima and I was having a conversation with Nima and he wasn't coming out and saying it. And probably because I was scary at that point. Um, and I remember grabbing Nima's face, you know, putting both hands uh, on each side of his face and being like, your communication sucks. And I was so mad. And then I just like walked away. And, you know, that's like not, not me at all. Me and Nima's relationship is very respectful to each other. Luckily, I mean, every couple fights, but we don't. I mean, we've never called each other names or lashed out at each other, or said terrible things to each other. So, you know, we're pretty, pretty civilized to each other. Um, so that was like a huge, when I, I, I started to be like, wow, like it's really intense and not like me at all, like at all. So that was really like a intense moment where that's kind of like ingrained and then um another thing that was happening for me was the fact that I was getting like weird OCD things which again I've never had um like if Nima didn't in again it was all towards Nima which God bless him because he got a lot when he got me. Um, he, so he wouldn't, we would do bath time and, you know, try to put him to bed. And we, we started a ritual at night early because um, I was just praying to Jesus that I would get some sleep. So he, um, he would not shut the, the way Jude's room is set up. I have to pre explain this. Um, Jude's room is connected to the master bathroom. Our house was built in like the thirties and it's a really awkward layout, but it's, um, his room. And then off into that is my walk-in closet and the, um, the master bathroom. So not only do I never change my clothes out of just jeans and t-shirts now because my clothes are always locked in there um we always do bath time so we do his bath and everything and then we we go into his room and pjs and lotion and you know whatnot so anytime nima would not shut the door i would lose my shit I remember many of times just sitting in the nursery with Jude in my arms, sleeping, brewing over the fact that he did not shut the door. Like I, it was like obsessions over little minuscule things that like weren't, um, equaling what, how mad I was. So like, not shutting a bathroom door is so stupid and not something I should bitch at my lovely husband about. And I totally would all the time. And 
it was like it was like he left Jude out in outside that's how like bad I was viewing it um and I was just like super upset about it so it was like little lots and lots and lots of little things like like that and I was talking to my friend Sam and I was like hey like this is what's happening like I'm fucking nuts and she was like oh that happened to me and that's postpartum like I had that and she said how she went on Zoloft and you know talked to her OBG and da 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 and you know I was talking to my mom all the time and she was starting to like be like are you all right like should I come out there like do you need me and all of that and I'm like no I'm fine because like I said I'm stubborn and an independent lady and I kept you know pushing it off pushing it off pushing it off and just being like oh this is gonna go away or worse this is just what motherhood is that was the the worst thing that I was thinking I was like holy shit how am I supposed to do this for the rest of my life so finally I talked to Sam and I was like shit no it totally is so me and Nemo were having like really intense conversations because he's really a wonderful supportive husband and he was telling me like like how can I make you happy like how can we like make this better and he's a problem problem solver and after I talked to Sam I remember sitting at our kitchen table and crying and being like I I'm pretty sure it's postpartum like it's nothing I ever wanted or really thought I would have because medically I've always been pretty low maintenance I have never taken medication um not that there's anything wrong with that but I've I've personally never and so I was pretty lame I remember every time I went to the doctor they'd be like are you on anything and I'm like no I'm boring like there's nothing I've I'm, I'm on nothing so um the idea of taking an antidepressant was like big to me and I ended up taking you know going to my OBG and she knew me the whole pregnancy and everything and I just broke down and I was crying and I was telling her all these these things and what I was going through and the intense anger and everything and she was like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give you something for that so she ended up giving me the knockoff version of Soloff um and that was probably three or four months postpartum and I've been on it ever since and it has like night and day changed motherhood for me and I still don't love the fact that I have to rely on something to like kind of keep myself in check um, I have tried to go off of it and, um, I reverted back to how it was. So we're just staying on it for a little bit. And when I went off of it and I went to my OBG and I had to ask for it again, um, she was like, the first year is just really hard. So like, there's no shame in any of this. And that's when I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I'd rather be a great mother than like a mother not on something struggling hard so 
um, still take it. And, you know, it's something that you see, like, everybody talk about, like, self-care and self-love on social media and stuff. And, like, this is something that is not glamorous, but it's totally what I do for self-care and care for my husband, really. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's, it's something that took me a little while to come to grips to, and it's, um, again, not, not very like me to, to lash out and stuff like that. Pretty, pretty mellow and happy. Um, but again, like the moments I'm very thankful because the early moments that I had with Jude are beautiful with me and Jude, like alone and in that. And like the, the beautiful moments we had with Nima and Max, her dog, and all of that were not tainted by this. It was just um, an intense thing that was added to all of it. And I think, you know, being a mother, you know, forces you to, yes, you are selfless, but at the same point, you can't be selfless without having some sort of self to, to give. So, it kind of made me realize like, okay, like I need to be the best version of myself to be able to give that to Jude. So it's a little thing that I, you know, I take care of myself to take care of him and talking about that, um, with my OBG and my husband and my mom and now you guys, um, has been a really, um, probably the best thing I've done because now I'm a much better version of everything. And I think sleeping more totally helps too. Um, the older they get, it's definitely easier, but it's, it's better to start balanced instead of, you know, starting on a, on a deeper emotional side. So yeah, well, that's, that's my little postpartum journey. And I'm lucky that it didn't last long because I had people that I could turn to and, you know, get out of it. I don't know how people are able to survive a long time. I met a woman that we talked about it and she had it for two years. I can't imagine living like that for two years. So if you have any inkling of it at all, just go talk to your OBG. It's totally worth it. It's to have a good motherhood and, and, you know, be yourself again ish it's totally worth it. So yeah, I hope you guys either, you know, get the help that you need or, you know, be there for somebody that, that has it or had it or yeah. So, um, again, we're, we're still doing the, the text or call in your stories. So if you had a postpartum story that you'd like to share with everybody, but anonymously, 
um, or your birth story or, you know, any motherhood general story, um, make sure to call or text in. Um, and if you call, I'm totally going to alter your voice. So nobody's going to know it's you just so you know. Um, I thought I should let you know on that. Um, and so our phone number, not my personal phone number, so I won't even know it's you if I have your number or if I don't. Um, it's 310-853-2591. And so you can just leave your open letter story to motherhood, postpartum, birth, baby, anything, anything. Um, and then we'll put it all together and have a, a big share at the end of the season. Um, and I really look forward to hearing them. All the stories I've heard so far are like absolutely insanely um, special. And I think each little motherhood story is kind of special. So um, thanks for listening to this not so lovely version of Kate. Um, but I hope it helped. So I hope you guys have a great day and adios. Keep it real.